Greetings. We're coming to you from AIS Tech in Detroit, Michigan. We're at the Cobo Hall, exhibiting in the uh, largest steel conference in the country. I've been coming to this conference for a lot of years and as a brand ambassador, was invited to come back. So while I was here, I thought I would record a podcast with one of my friends from Germany. I'm your host, Russ Bauer. Welcome to the Pipe Dreams podcast. It is presented by Callenborn Abers Corporation. In the upcoming podcast, we'll explore the history of Callenborn Calprotect and Callenborn Abers Corporation, and of course, my affiliation with the uh, company. And we'll talk to a lot of the employees, customers, suppliers. We'll talk about applications that we've worked with and enjoyed over the years. As always, you can find out more about our companies at www.callenborn.us and www.callenborn.com. Today's guest is Stefan Kurtenbach. Stefan uh, works for our parent company in Germany. He is an area sales manager and covers the Middle East and North Africa. Uh, I think he speaks a couple different languages besides uh, English, obviously German and possibly French. So uh, we want to welcome uh, Stefan back to the U.S. We've worked together for many years, maybe 10, 15 years, I suppose, and uh, just wanted to uh, get his opinion on Callenborn and the state of, of the ceramics industry and uh, how things are going in Europe and, and, more importantly, how they see the market in the U.S. Welcome, Stefan. Welcome, Russ. Thank you for having me on your podcast. Very welcome. So yeah, fill us in on uh, when you started at Callenborn and and uh, what you've done over there over the years and and so on. Okay, so I started August first, nineteen eighty-eight, taking what is it called apprenticeship in the engineering department. Uh, took me three and a half years, uh, and gave me the possibility to later go on site together with the old experts and taking measurements on pipelines etc opened my eyes for how interesting how big the industry is or the industries are we are working in from there i went the first time into sales taking over uh, switzerland and austria from a very nice guy who retired at that time then i turned into estimating when we started with uh, the overlay plate Calmetal. So I got a deep insight on that and on all kinds of other ceramic, glue, whatever related project estimating and management. And then I turned back into sales. Now it is maybe 10 years in different positions and finally now they got me as a real sales manager for mainly the Middle East and North Africa. That sounds interesting. I think the, the territory that you cover should be, should be very interesting, much different than Europe and the United States. The customs are, I'm sure, quite different. They are. Now, the, as far as industries are concerned, I assume there are a lot of cement. It is, yes. Also power, electrical power generation? Not very much. You have a few in Morocco, for example. Uh-huh. but. The others, they run on oil and gas. Oil and mainly. gas. Yeah. So predominantly cement. Are there other industries that we 
uh, we might similar to what we have in the U.S. It is iron and steel, which is mainly DRI. Yeah. Also running on gas. I see. DRI. So I think that's one of the reasons you're here in the U.S. to put on a, uh, a DRI clinic, so to speak, for our for our uh, uh, company and some of our friends. I think. Yes. Yeah. It is just clear to me that things that can happen here should happen in other places too. Sure. And yeah. So for all of you out there who don't know the terminology, DRI is direct reduced iron. And basically, I can tell you in a nutshell what it is. They take iron ore pellets that are produced up in, for instance, in the Taconite Range in northern uh, Michigan and, and Minnesota and so forth here in the U.S., and they, they put them through essentially a, a small blast furnace type of apparatus, and out comes the bottom pure 100% iron. No, no uh, impurities. Maybe you can explain a little more real quick what that means. Yeah goes in as a green pellet they call it and then they run gas through it and the gas takes out all the the dirt all that is not really necessary or the, the stuff that becomes slag as we make steel right right, right. they well, just blow it away with the gas is that right yeah. how, how hot I mean 800 Celsius yeah, yeah. 900 Celsius yeah, very hot so it is never melting like in a blast furnace right it so stays pellet so the, when it comes out the bottom if you will or the other end it's still in a pellet form yes it is but all the impurities are gone all the impurities are gone they lose weight I don't know how much yeah. and yeah. they that go with the needs. gas yeah. and then yeah. you yeah. have like the, the carbon, carbon enables it 96, to melt 96, 97 right. so, so this DRI it can be used in an electric arc furnace directly to make steel right it can also be put in a a basic oxygen furnace a BOF right and they can add scrap and make uh, different qualities of steel for our industries here in the U.S. for instance yeah. the DRI plants that you speak of in in your area, are they in Africa or in? There is, I guess, the oldest one uh, is in Hamburg. Oh, okay. A German guy invented the the, the system, but then needed Mitrex, right. U.S. guys to market it really. Yep. So the oldest one still running is in Hamburg, and all the rest came up in the Mid East. Yeah. In nice. Egypt, Bahrain. And they, the, the steel companies in, in, in the Middle East, are they in are any relationship to any in the U.S. or they're just pretty much independent, separate? A lot of it was or still is state-owned. Okay. Because state owns the money there. Uh, so at least they started a state-owned company somehow. Now they are privatized, but they are not running under, under big company names. Yeah, I see. Okay, um, you spent some years as a, uh, uh, when I got to know you, you were more of a pro project or an applications manager traveling around the world helping uh, folks uh, with projects and specific uh, uh, applications and so forth. That, that, that situation changed, you became a direct sales guy, what we would call a direct sales guy calling on the customers. Did you like the older job better or this one better? Don't ask me. <laughs> <laughs> I've done both too, so yeah. I, I, I enjoy both. Yeah. I think there are certainly uh, uh, pros and cons for both positions. Yeah, so. I, li I like really 
going into the plants and see what people do and what problems they have and what they use and what yeah. is working good or not yeah. working good. And then there is the rest, which is also nice, closing a contract of some kind or yeah. finding ways to, to get the first order from yeah. some place. That's, yeah. that's, that's how I grew up. I, I really, uh, that was important to me. I, I, I enjoyed being a manager in the end, the last few years of my career, but, but uh, there isn't anything much better than, than getting that order. You know, going to the customer and saying, hey, we've done all the legwork, all the quotations, where's that purchase order? And I think that's probably the best thing for a sales guy that there is. Yeah. So, and it, if it comes for a reason, if you did the work to get it, yeah, it is just yeah. great yeah. to if have it, it like it, that. It's uh, it's better than gambling. We're staying in a in a, yeah. in a, uh, a gambling resort, a casino, in, in the hotel, and I see a lot of people spending money gambling, and I I always find that kind of interesting. I guess my fix is uh, getting the purchase order rather than hitting the the bars. Are you married? No, I'm no. not. Children? No wife, no children. No children? No. Okay, just married to the sales game. Married to the company. Married no. to the company. <laughs> yeah, some, I've had a couple of wives that accused me of being married to the company. Uh, but uh, I'm also single, but I, I, uh, my family's grown, so I'm able to travel. Uh, in my retirement, I've been traveling a lot. And, of course, uh, as the, uh, as the, uh, the marketing guy for, for Averages Calamore now, I still get a to go out and travel around and see a lot of customers and come to some of the trade shows. Calenborn Abresist provides wear-resistant linings with excellent abrasion and impact resistance, specifically constructed for use wherever wear and abrasion are a problem. Let's get started on our next lining project. Visit Calenborn.us. Okay, so next question. I'd like for you to, 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 to looking at Abresist Corporation, Calenborn Abresist of the U.S. from from your stance in, in Europe. How do you how do you see us from a historical standpoint? You've been in the company for a long time. Uh, tell me tell me what you think of Abresist Corporation, the, the U.S. company, and how you see it fitting into the grand scheme of Calenborn International in the past and in the future. Somehow it started for me like it started for you with Franz Albert Nonnen yeah. telling me about Kahlenborn and what he did and where he did what and why he did and also telling me about the story or his story in the US and your story in the US. It's a great story. So, right, a great story. So I learned that from, from just shipping parts to here it went to producing and that is what you tell us in the podcast very interesting I find it Joe Scott John Ingold the old days every every time foundry and paint jobs and whatever you did so <laughs> the development the really yeah. um, like today I cannot see really people being able to develop from that state to the state where you are now motivation and all that so I learned during the years I've seen the operations in, in many places in Germany in, in Brazil but the, the biggest thing for me really is the US developing from bringing some product to really doing the market or knowing the market or really 
do what's best for the local market. And I always appreciate you being the one in the group that do things rather than talk about things. <laughs> Thank so, you. so that is the biggest thing I see in, in the US. Um, let's do it and then we will see yeah. if it goes fine, fine. If it not goes fine, we have to do something to make fine. it That's right, that's, that's exactly right. And I'm, I'm kind of proud of that. Thanks for bringing that up. I, I'm proud of the fact that uh, a lot of the things that happened in Urbana, Indiana, came out of this little mind of mine. You, you have to be uh, creative, have to have a, a spectacular imagination to be to be a, a sales engineer in a, in, a, in, a, in a product line that didn't exist at one time. Yeah. You have to be, you have to see things that aren't there. You have to envision what the customer wants to be able to solve their problems. And I'm thankful to have been given a gift almost to be able to see that and, uh, and, and again, one of the great things about this this company and this job is they've allowed that. Right. They didn't. They didn't come in and say, "This is your job. Here's your box. Stay in it." Uh, I often tell the story about uh, Joe Asetta's box and all the people that stayed in it. And I always looked at it from far away and waved and said, "See you around." I I I, I tend not to live in the box. I I want to be out there and uh, solve problems and and. Uh, and make sure the customers get what they want. And I think that's probably one of the reasons this company's been so successful. We've had such great people. Scott Dietrich, for instance, right. uh, thinks outside that box. Uh, Craig Friendway, our president, certainly thinks outside the box. So uh, very thankful to, uh, to have those guys, the sales guys that we have now that I was responsible for the last few years. They're all free thinkers. They're able to to uh, come up with solutions on their own and, and come to myself or to Scott or to Craig or... or, 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 or not afraid to ask things. Uh, right, uh, not, not afraid. Not, oh, just let me do it, I know how to do. Yep. It is always building up on experience and... If you keep your thumb on creative thinkers, it goes bad in the end. Yeah. They eventually quit thinking. So we're proud of the fact that we're able to uh, come up with solutions on our own and bring them to the group and. Yeah. talk about it and all the guys we have now are certainly certainly very good at that and that shows we just uh, posted our largest uh, first quarter earnings in the history of the company this year so uh, all that is a result of uh, believe it or not trimming the sales force right uh, uh, hired a couple guys to replace me and they're both doing great and uh, obviously, the markets are, are strong right now, so put the right focus. We we, we, yeah. we push in the right direction, and, right. and uh, we allow guys to uh, think on their own and go out and get the orders that we need. And of course, we have the backing of Dr. Mauritz and everyone in Germany, and we're allowed to do so. So I think that's important as well. Yes. If we felt that we were uh, under that thumb, I think this wouldn't this wouldn't be this part of the conversation. So fortunately. Uh, we have a great crew in Germany that, that takes great care of the people in the U.S. And uh, uh, hopefully uh, one of these days I'll get back over to Germany and I'll do a few podcasts from the mothership over there in Kalenborn. Speaking of Kalenborn, do you live near Kalenborn, company? I only have to do a five-minute drive. Five minutes. In Are you in Vettelschoss? No, it's St. Katharina. It's... I don't remember that town, but I might have had a beer there once the, or the twice. The place right next to Fettelschoss. I gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. But maybe not on a map. Yeah. So. Well, I, I always enjoyed my trips to Germany. I think I'll come back one more time. 
before I uh, get too old to travel. I've always enjoyed, uh, I've got a lot of friends in Germany that I've made over the years and, and uh, always, always appreciate that friendship. So, I would welcome that very much. Yeah, yeah, we'll do that one of these days. Well, I think we'll wrap this up. Um, our show is about to get started. I see a lot of people running around and driving forklifts and making all all sorts of noises. So we'll wrap this up for today. I hope you enjoyed our chat with uh, Stefan. Um, we uh, we appreciate the fact that they come to the U.S. and offer their help and their guidance and their direction. Uh, we'll have uh, more folks from Germany on the podcast in the future for sure so uh, stay tuned for upcoming podcasts uh, next time I think we'll probably try to get our new president on the line Craig Friendaway he's been with us now I think eight or nine years and uh, done a great job of letting us be ourselves and, and uh, uh, opening opening doors and letting us think freely and, 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 and produce and make the company even better so uh, that'll be coming up in a couple of weeks. So don't forget to uh, check us out on Facebook at Callan Warren Aversist USA. And of course, our LinkedIn, Callan Warren Aversist Corporation. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. And don't forget, laugh often and re lead a rare life. This podcast is produced and edited by Up There Media.